really good. So it's actually Tascan. 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 Yeah. Tascan. Yeah. What's the nationality? Uh, I think it was like German. German, yeah. Right. Yeah, I'm not 100% sure. Yeah, like fair that. enough. Yeah. It's like me with the Renieri. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Bloody Italians. Too many vowels, mate. Yeah. Too many vowels. Yeah. <laughs> That was a hand, hand yeah, signals. That's right. That's one of our serious. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Here we are. Welcome, guys. Welcome to a, uh, another episode of the Real Dad Moon podcast. We've got Adam Tasker with us. Welcome, sir. Thanks for having me. Thank you, mate. All right. Yeah, really well. Looking looking forward to it. Unreal. Those um those who are not watching and listening, we've got several um audio. How did they get there? How did these get here? <laughs> this, look what we have here Knight Rider and Mojo. Make sure you dive in and um, enjoy the fruits, but um, actually don't because then there's more for us. But, um, mate, how long have you been with us for now? Uh, it's about six weeks. Six weeks. So yeah. Ads has been with us for six weeks now and um, wanted to bring him on today and just, just share his story. Yeah, we'll share it and dive into RDM, but it's, this isn't about plugging or trying to get people on board. What we do is we have a process and we're finding incredible, genuine fathers all over the country, just like Adam. Lucky enough to be in each other's presence physically today, but this is the first time we met, though, isn't it? Mate? That is, yeah, yeah. Here we are. And um, how much weight have you lost so far? Uh, about 10 kilos. 10 kilos. So Adam's lost 10 kilos. This is the first time I'm meeting him in person. Um, nothing against gyms. So gyms for eight years, recently gone from mine. Um, actually, only a couple of days ago. But, uh, you know, it's it's quite a, a funny thing that people have stories inside of themselves where they, they think that, you need to physically be somewhere or be in front of someone or something to occur when ultimately, I don't know, mate, but for me, a big belief is life in general being connection and connected people. But before we dive into your experiences with the so far, mate, um, do you want to share a bit of background on yourself, your kids, where, where you're at, where you come from, what, what you used to do and what you do now? Um, yeah, so currently I'm a uh, dad with three boys. Um, but I suppose going back uh, as, a, as a kid, as a young fella, um, it was quite bright. Uh, went to a selective school, all that sort of stuff, but suffered from really uh, bad anxiety. Mm. So I guess uh, for me, I had a bit of a fear, fear of failure, um, all those sorts of things that held me back from, I guess, succeeding um, with what I wanted to do. So that And that sort of followed me through a little bit to, um, to later life. Um, yeah, so that was a little bit of I grew up with three brothers, so it was obviously very competitive and that sort of stuff. And yeah, had, so had a twin brother. Boys. Yeah, twin. yeah, yeah. And he was actually... Um, quite an elite sports person in his own right at the time mm. and I was always that little bit behind so mm. consequently no no fault through his but I always had that bit of a inferiority complex uh, mm. fear of failure that sort of stuff and I guess as a kid I um, came up with a really clever um, defense mechanism and just didn't try so you, you can't fail if you don't try um, which sort of followed me through I left school early I left a selective school in year 11 mm. so you can imagine uh, the repercussions through the family mum and dad weren't real happy and that sort of stuff but luckily um, Found a job, uh, worked really hard, had a footy club. Shout out to the Magpies. Yeah, the Magpies. Um, yeah. I'm a spirit animal in the background as well, apparently. Yeah. My missus is uh, really wake up or some shit on the Magpies. Yeah, so I guess that was probably at the first point I realised that having people around you and um, a really good team around you gets you along. So, um, yeah, grew out of that. Um, probably spent last the twenty years, uh, the uh, years in the 20s pissing up against the wall. Not doing a lot. Um, luckily, I met my wife when I was in my mid twenties, and um, she got me on the straight and narrow. And mm. we've now got three beautiful boys. Um, yeah, mm. so uh, six, three, and seven months. So it's full on. No, certainly. Cool What's um, is it different between one and one and two and two and three? Or uh, light years difference. Uh, light years. <laughs> one one child's pretty easy because there's two of you. You can 
you go, you rest, you can uh, tag team and, and sort of look after yourself too. You got your on even pegging. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, three, you're outnumbered. So, um, you know, and, and we're, we're lucky. We've got a really good family around us, good mm-hmm. in-laws. Um, so we, we get that break when we need it. I don't know how people that don't have that support do it because, um, mm. yeah, it's tough. But, you know, you wouldn't have it any other way. Kids mm. are great. Uh, my oldest is autistic, so we, we really appreciate, I guess, that time with him, the extra support he needs um, and seeing him develop and, and succeed where other kids might just do it naturally. He struggles a little bit more. So I guess we value it a lot more when, when he does hit those milestones. So. Yeah. Okay. When when did you? How old were you when you became a father for the first time? I would have been thirty. Spot on thirty. 30. Same as me. Actually. Yeah. What what changed? Like, it, sh- run us through the experience and the process. I, mean, I don't even know if I've shared this with you before. For me, and, and maybe I will do one day an episode. But what what changed? Like, Bubs is born. He's entered the world physically, I, mentally. I think for me, I, I was already sort of from when I went my, met my wife. Um, in my mid twenties, I was already on that path to growing up a little bit, but it just becomes, it's like a, a switch flicks and it's not just you anymore. It's not just you and your wife or partner doing what you feel like. You've got someone to take care of. They're, they're your responsibility, you know, and then they can't defend it for themselves. So straight away, the world's bigger than just you. You know, it's mm. not, it's not what you want anymore. It's what's best for them. Mm. And then you come second. Mm. Um, and even to the point where sometimes your relationship suffers for that because you have to go, hang on, no, I need to take a step away from whatever I think and, and what's best for my wife, what's best for my child. So, and, and you have to learn it really quickly mm. because, um, you know, and I've seen, unfortunately, I won't name names, but I've seen a lot of mates live their same life after kids as they do before kids. And you just see the strain it puts on their, their mm. relationship because mm. it's like, hang on, it's not about you anymore. You can't go to the pub three nights a week, that sort of stuff. And, and when you're single, you can kind of just say, oh, I'm really sorry, Dale. Um, I'll make it up to you. But when you've got kids, they, they don't understand. Well, where's that? So straight away, you, you just have to be present, um, mm. whether you want to or not, whether you're not at your best, whether you're tired, whether mm. you had a shit day, whatever it might be, you, you just got to be there. So well, that's probably the biggest change. Yeah, that's being present, man. That's a big thing. That's, that's huge. Um, it's funny you did a video in our group um, the other week. Actually, it was on your birthday. It was, it was awesome. Yeah. Um, after the birthdays. Yeah, after the birthday. <laughs> birthday we brought him in that day. Yeah, we? that was that day. Yeah, oh, stoked. Yeah, you, um, you did a video about that. About uh, and I'm not saying everyone should just cut their friends away, but about people who may not align with maybe your your values, your perspective, how you see things. Why do you think there are dads out there who do that? Well, I think it's a lot of it's insecurity. It's, um, you know, and I've probably been guilty of it in the past when I was younger. You see guys go, you know what, I'm going to make a change. Mm-hmm. And straight away, because we're men, we don't really get in touch with our feelings too well. Um, you know, when a guy's been vulnerable and saying, hey, I'm not, I'm not up to it, I'm not doing this, and I'm going to make some changes, you go, oh, don't worry, what are you please talk about, mate. You'll be right. Mm-hmm. Have a beer, whatever it might be. Um, you know, the vices that we know we have, that we want to change, but they're, they're bought into that lifestyle, whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. So... They don't want you to change because then they lose you, mm. or as they see you, they like. I don't want you to be changing because then I either lose you or you think you're better than, which is a projection of how they feel about themselves. Mm. So potentially, there's all those insecurities um, holding them back. It could just be that they're jealous. It could be a number of reasons. Mm. Um, but yeah, I find when I've done it in the past, it's my own insecurities projecting yeah. out onto other people. So true, man. One of the hardest periods of my life was when uh, Stella came into this world, and there's a lot of tension between me and Karen. A lot. It was bad because of that, because mm. of my insecurities, and because I didn't think that I needed to change. Yeah, my routine's changed, I had a daughter, but I thought 
I resisted. Yeah. I didn't submit to the process, not submitting in life. Life will always try to kick your ass, mm. but about being a father. So, um, you know, it's, it's funny when you recognise that. And it can happen at any stage, can't it? When I look at them, I'm like, okay, maybe the switch might not happen for these guys, but there's always an opportunity. But some of them, it never seems to happen. Yeah, that's right. It becomes our life. And then, not that I'm saying everyone should spend their lives staying married, but breakdowns happen, divorces happen. It's like, fuck, if you just go upstream, is it the man? Is it the insecurities? And then does he alienate himself because people like you are rising up to live your life and it's a reflection of them, so they then cast themselves away? Like maybe, but um, it's hard though, isn't it, man? Yeah. Fatherhood, far out. Oh, yeah, yeah. If I was going to have three, mate, what would you suggest would be your wife? Because <laughs> um, we've got two now and it seems like everything's going right. <laughs> advice? I, I don't know. Um, I think one thing we're big on in the group is... is um, creating space for yourself and that that's a must you know there's going to be hectic times where everyone's screaming you know we've all had bad days and all that sort of stuff but actually so i guess reassessing and going okay i've, I've taken my time whether it's five minutes all right now i can go back in and, and face the music so and being really honest with that sometimes it's saying you know i'll say to my wife hey look i'm really struggling can you give me half an hour um yep no worries even if your kids are screaming whatever it might be she'll give me that half an hour i'll come back and go right, it's your turn go watch mm-hmm. a tv show whatever mm-hmm. it may be so I think that's being really honest with yourself and your and your partners are a must. Um, yeah. yeah, it's one thing as life has taught me with uh, with having children, especially two girls. Is um, man, life is full of negotiating, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> and it's true. I like I would rather if I need to because I've had those moments too. I'm like, Chris, I, I've got to get away for half an hour, take the dogs for a walk, reconnect, realign with myself, and it's you know, and not not holding pinkies with fairies. It's just having you time there, yeah, just 100%. time out. But um. When you communicate that, you're right, man. Like if I can, I'd, I'd happily give her an hour and a half back, whatever she wanted, if I get that half hour reset. Which I don't know. What are your thoughts with that? Like, do you think society really preps us or supports us as fathers with that? <sighs> Not really. Um, I think it depends on your, I guess, your family and, and the groups you're in. But um, yeah, not really. Not really. I, I know when when I had my first son, it was just I was wholly unprepared for it. Um, purely for the fact that, you know, you don't learn any of this in school, you don't, you know, so you're basically going through your 20s, having a drink, doing whatever you feel like, and then all of a sudden, hang on, I've got this I've got this child here. Mm-hmm. So you ring up your dad and go, mate, what do I do? And he goes, well, I didn't know. So I'm, I'm you know, the and, 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 and there's, there is, there's no rule book, but also there's, there's probably not a lot of places where you can actually turn and say, there's a few groups around there, but we don't advertise them. So if this, this young, well, imagine if you're 21 mm-hmm. and, you, and you have a child and you think, well, where do I go? Um, there's not a lot out there. There really isn't. Mm. I don't feel like I became a man until I was probably 28. I don't know. Yeah. Like, it's too funny, man. Like, we go through the entire schooling system, which that's another episode on what I think about that, <laughs> even though my wife's a teacher, primary teacher. Yeah. Primary's okay. But yeah, like, primary's great. Yeah, but then all of a sudden, yeah, you can, vote, you can drive cars, but what about life? Mm. Investments, taxes, money, relationship, self-esteem? Yeah. Fuck, man, Australia's full of that tall poppy syndrome shit. Like the same before. It's crazy. How could you survive doing that being a father for the first time under 26 years of age? Or yeah, I don't know. I think it's just going to be better. Um, you know, and, and it's probably we'll all get through it and we'll all survive and we'll all, um, well, not everyone, but um, you generally get to that point where, you know, you feel comfortable. Mm-hmm. But it, it could be a lot easier for these guys and, and dads in general, um, you know, just having that more, more support. Uh, around you, I suppose. Yeah, it's a, it's funny too. I don't know, if, don't quote me the exact stats, but I think when Krim went to a uh, like a mother's group, they're talking about they did touch on the importance of, of supporting your man, and, and mm. I think one in five women might have post yeah. um, 
and the lady brought up a stat which said one in ten men. And Quinn said at least half the ladies sort of snubbed their nose and sort of huffed under their breath. And I was like, <laughs> and Quinn was a bit disappointed because obviously she aligns with yeah what we say then. You know, yeah. Dads, we never always we look after ourselves. Mm. The wife gets a better husband, the kids yeah. get a better dad, right? But um, that's what I find is a big hole in society. And even a lot of people who buy into that bullshit because it's like, yeah, okay, it might be double double the women if we looked on those averages, but there's fucking 20 times more support for women. Yeah, you want to crunch some real numbers yep. for, for mother's support as opposed to father's support, one to ten quickly becomes one to one when you're looking at what's actually real out there, yeah, true yeah. and genuine for fathers. Well, I actually suffered uh, with my second child, Emmett. Um, I had a, well, I was never diagnosed, but um, I definitely suffered from that because it was such a big change and I had a, quite a, a um, high-pressure job at the time and I didn't handle it very well. Luckily, I've got a fantastic wife, but... Mm. Um, yeah, and I just sort of got through the period when he got a bit older, it got easier. But um, now the three, mm-hmm. but um, yeah, it was it was it's a tricky period because you do you feel like um, everything's focused on the on the mother and as it should be, but you're also sitting there in the corner going, "Well, I've done everything I can to help." Um, and if I'm struggling a little bit, I, I remember actually um, my first. Uh, I hope my wife doesn't mind me talking about this. Our, our first child, Wyatt, um, when he was born, he forced delivery. She was in labour for forty hours. Um, and she really, really struggled, but got through it. And I remember talking to one of uh, my mother-in-law's friends. And I said, oh, geez, it was hard. It was a really tough period for those couple of days because we didn't know what was going on. And she, she put shit out of it. She said, how dare you talk about how hard it was for you when your wife was going through that? Yeah, I understand what my wife went through. Mm. But it's also tough for us. We have to sit there and watch someone we love suffer and you can't do anything about it all you can do is pat their head hold their hand mm. and get them a biscuit when they want it you know there's there's not all you can do and, and as a man it's it's tough we want to we want to take action we want to fix mm. things mm. when you can't when all you can do is get out of the way and watch mm. it's really tough when you know um they're wheeling it down the the hallways of a, a hospital and you don't know whether she's coming out or not mm. you don't know whether your baby's coming out you know mm. his, his heart rate's racing all these sorts of things and you think that's that's stressful and then for someone to turn around and say how dare you have those feelings uh, and she was a, an older lady, an older generation. So that was probably that, that generational, I guess, um, mentality. But mm-hmm. it, it belittles your feelings. And, and you think, ah, well, should I not feel this way? And then that's um, a real issue for us, especially when you've just become a father. If you feel like you can't express how you feel or you need to keep it inside, mm-hmm. it's just best. So um, luckily that was only one out of many um, bits of feedback we got. Yeah. But it was something that really stuck with me. Yeah, fair points, man. That that suppression is dangerous. I mean, what do people want? Meatheads. Yeah. It's something that's primal inside of us to be Mr. Fixus. I agree, man. It's, it's frustrating for me when I can't help. Mm. Uh, you can help through support, but not helping through something that's ingrained yeah. in us as men. It's what we do. It's, it's, how, it's how we're wired. Just like women are wired, it's a beautiful thing. It's why we have men and women, right? But to get that, which then leads to a cascading effect of, like you said, should I not be feeling that? And all these questions of something which is a natural emotion. It's fucking dangerous, man. You know, um, yeah. It's a it's it's a funny thing, which is why all the more power to men who and fathers who put their hand up with where they're at and, and own their truth. You know, I live with a lot of transparency, man, and I think there's strength through that vulnerability um, because it's 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 active. It's not passive. We control it. We choose it, and then when we own that, we can hold that mirror. That's what I find. It's a funny thing in analogy where it's like. Barbara brings up a mirror. A lot of people I've turned away or close their eyes like, fuck, sooner or later, man, you've got to have a look. And yeah. <laughs> when you're 70 years old, it's not the time to be looking for the first time. Oh, and that's something I learned early on was, um, and because obviously I'm a voice, so I was always uh, thought, what if my son in 20 years' time, 30 years' time acted the way I'm acting, would I be proud? 
will not be disappointed. And that's a, a really strong metric for me to say. Mm. And, it not, and you don't actively think about it all the time, but when you reflect on your day or whatever it may be, think what I did today, would, would I want my son to act that way or would I be chipping in for it? Um, and that's a really good metric for, for all dads out there, I guess. Um, even um, dads with daughters, you know, bringing home boyfriends or whatever. If, if I thought, you know, if my daughter accepted that behaviour from man or whatever, you know, because, yeah. um, you know, and, and it's, this isn't a, um, a bashing bad dads or anything like that, but you see the way some men treat their wives in front of their daughters and you think, your daughter's going to grow up and think that's acceptable. Standard, yeah. Um, yeah, and, and it's, it's really setting some standards for yourself to say, well, am I proud of myself? Yes, I am. And do I want my children to emulate my behaviours? Because I don't think, um, you know, seen and not heard, um, do as I say, not as I do, that does, just doesn't work anymore um, because kids just sponge and they watch everything. And, and in today's day, it doesn't work. Mm. You know, you've got to set an example. Yeah, showing, not telling, man. Yeah. Couldn't agree more. That's what leadership is. And that's what we are as parents. I mean, look at their brain and the way it's developed and where it's at. You, you can't. How could they ever understand? Yeah. That's why we're there. And um, early days yet, but for my daughters, the way they're shaping up, mate, I think I'll be nursing and looking after the boys every time. I'll be dominating them. Yeah. You, want them you want them to be strong yeah. in themselves, yeah. which is great. Absolutely, man. I couldn't agree more. And, um, which brings me to, like, father, when you're having your children, like, Shitty story, man. Like, why are we here now? Like, what led to, I guess, you reaching out and where we are? Um, I suppose there's a lot of factors. Um, 2013 uh, probably started this this period of my life. <coughs> Excuse me, period of my life. Um, I was playing first grade AFL on the coast. Um, not a high level, but, you know, for us, that was pretty good. Um, trained really, really hard. Got myself fit, uh, which probably been the fittest I've been in my 20s. Got off the grog, all those sort of, so all those bad behaviours that I was um, I guess wallowing in at the time, I, I cut them out and uh, and made it a real focus to play good footy. Became captain of the team, um, played some good trial matches. Twenty minutes in the first quarter, did my ACL. So, ACL, and I actually say I was on track for best and fairest that year in the, in the twenty minutes I played. But um, yeah, so that and that sort of, I guess the biggest thing that came out of that wasn't necessarily the injury; it was the excuses that came with injury. So because my, my first son had just been born, I decided to wait uh, to get the surgery. I didn't have private health cover at the time, so I had to wait 12 months anyway. So I actually went through the um, the system and then got to the point where they said, we'll book it in. I went, I'll uh, just wait, I'll hold off. So it ended up being three years before I got fixed. Um, and in that time, that was an excuse. So it, it, it healed, Was it, it obviously didn't have an ACL, but the knee injury itself healed. Mm. Um but I couldn't train the way I wanted to. I couldn't. I couldn't play, obviously. So instead of modifying my my training or anything like that, I just quit. Um, and I actually isolated myself from the footy club. Just walked away. Um, they won a premiership the next year. Um, so I could have been involved, but I isolated myself. Mm. And then throughout that period, I started getting more high pressure jobs. So that was my focus. Um, I had uh, had children, so that was my focus. Mm. And then I sort of lost, I guess, the focus on me. Mm. Um, once I got the knee fixed and that sort of stuff, I started playing again, but a really low level, um, mm. basically playing reserve grade and I might get two kicks a game, something like that. And I wasn't happy with it, but I also wasn't really prepared to do the work. Mm. Um, and, and that lasted, I guess, for a period of, you know, five odd years. Mm. So, and it was, and it was always an excuse. You know, I could, I, could, I coached women's football at the time. I was, I was really lucky enough to be the inaugural women's coach for the club. Um, which was actually the first year they did the, the, the Black Diamond, which is the competition. So I was really proud of that. But it also, 
it was me doing something for someone else rather than me doing something for myself. So I guess in that regard, I was always project, um, I guess, deflecting uh, my energies into other things rather than actually looking at myself and going, well, what are my behaviours? What, what am I actually doing for myself? Mm. So in that time, my weight, I wouldn't say ballooned, but I started putting weight on and it was more just um, really bad habits, soft drink. Um, yeah. not, I haven't, once I've had kids, I sort of wasn't drinking much, but a lot of soft drink, a lot of fast food, uh, just shortcuts and that sort of stuff. And because I wasn't training, I didn't have any reason not to because um, it all aligns, you know, your yeah, nutrition sure. and you're, you're working out. So um, it got... ACLs, man. Yeah, yeah they're not know. great. Uh, and mine wasn't uh, too bad. The only issue with mine was um, in the first round, I did it and our physio misdiagnosed it. So he actually said, no, you'll be right, two weeks, do some rehab and you can play again. So, um, and me being, I guess, a bit blinded by my ambition at the time, went, well, I don't want to actually get a scan just in case it's an ACL. So I'll just do the rehab and play and, and went back out in four weeks' time and basically turned, yeah, my, I brought it. Yeah, oh. turned my way and it went. And, that, and, and at that time, I found out that it actually been partially torn initially. Mm. Um, and when I played again, I tore it the rest of the way and actually, um, it that yeah, yeah, snapped back, you know, chipped a few bones, all that sort of stuff, did a lot more damage. And obviously over the time before I got it fixed, I was running around occasionally in training and did a heap more damage. Mm-hmm. So in, in actuality, I did the surgery that I ended up having was much more um, major than it should have been. Yeah. But that was decisions you make because um, you want to believe what you want to believe rather than actually what's mm. the reality. But, um, yeah, and then that obviously brought me up to to, to now. I was, I, was, I was still playing. I officially retired last year, um, got chaired off and did all that just to make sure that I knew that that was it. Um, so I still train every now and again. But I got to the point, I guess, over um, Christmas and I, I got a chance to reflect. Um, business was pretty quiet. So I was still working, but I was also spending a lot of time with the kids. And I thought to myself, is this where I want to be? Um, am I happy? I'm hitting 105 kilos. Um, my I've got the dad bod well and truly happening, um, which a lot of people think is great, but I'm not a, not a proponent of that. But I just thought to myself, I was I was really short with the kids. Um, I wouldn't say we're having issues with my wife, but we weren't connecting the way we should. And it was just a moment of reflection. I need to make a change. And I didn't know what it was, um, but I knew I needed to do something. I was prepared to, to go alone and, and this ad popped up on Facebook. Um, and I don't know, because obviously they always, um, they try to, target ads so i don't know what my interests were or whatever that, that connected me with the ad but it i've got a up. section swipe in that says find everyone's called adam yeah perfect okay <laughs> but um yeah so this ad popped up and I, I, I watched the video and i thought hey this this guy's this guy's fair income he's not for shit he's um he, he means it and um I, I like i said to you just before i was i was initially daunted by the the message where we need 100 percent commitment it's not a matter of um kicking tires and and I'll bring you on and see how it goes. It's you commit to a program, you commit to a group, a tribe, and then you do the work. So luckily enough, I um, well not fortunately enough, I I made the call, um, and I'm really really glad I did. Mm. Really glad. It's um far out, mate. You're in. We said earlier you dropped ten kilos, but the, the yeah. weights are like when I talk about weight kilos, sometimes people might see my ads and they talk about things like connection or energy or shit like that. It's all a byproduct, mate, yeah. isn't it? Like the, the weight's something that we anchor as leverage. That'll look after itself. It's just one metric. Yeah. yeah. Off the back of what? The processes, the habits, what you do, your routines, all of that. But, um, yeah, it's pretty um, pretty awesome your journey so far, mate. You've, you've added an amazing amount of value to the 
to the group, you know, and it's um that's what we're about here. Like it, it's crazy when I was talking before we started this, guys, was the numbers. Like it's very simple. Obviously, I'm good at communicating this message and we get fifteen hundred clicks a week. And that's not even spending much money on Facebook. Like it's I could easily five times that spend fifteen hundred clicks a week and we get what, two to five dads, which is good. Like I don't want twenty thousand dads, but two to five dads, which is awesome. But it's really crazy too, isn't it, man? Like people click for a reason. Yeah. I don't get I don't get fit dads who have their shit together calling me. They all call me for a reason. And we can all be better, but they call me, for, they, they click for a reason. Then, then what is that? It's like a third of a percent. Yeah. It's pretty. And, and yeah. obviously, my message, my runs on the board, you can follow and track me anywhere. That's legit. It's up yeah. there. Um, I'm used to it before you had skepticism about that sort of stuff. Oh, absolutely. I'm, I'm by nature pretty cynical uh, and not cynical of life and that sort of stuff, but I'm cynical of people's motivations. Mm. And when you, and, there's so much out there in Facebook and uh, especially social media. You, you question people's motivations. You mm. think, what, what's in it for you and, and uh, what's in it for this person? Why, why am I going to give you my money? And, and it is a, a bit of a leap of faith. Mm. But I think in this case especially is you've got to make that leap of faith because um, yeah, I'm, I'm a massive cynic and, and I don't believe anything on face value. So for me, that was that was huge. Um, just mm. to make that first step, and then have that conversation. Go, hey, this guy's this guy's genuine, but also to be challenged straight up. Not not a matter of oh, we'll see how it goes. We can put your arm here. It's like no, no. This is the work. This is what you need to commit to. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna come meet you halfway. You need to come to me. And I, I was really impressed by that because it's like this guy doesn't need me. Mm. You know, a, a lot of times we 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 have sales salespeople selling themselves where we even do that. You sold. This is what we do. Take it or leave it. And I, I thought for me, I'm like, hey, this is this is fair income mm. because you know you're not chasing me. It's like I'll, I'll give you five minutes of my time, mm. and and then you've got to come the rest of the way, which I, I thought was amazing. Yeah. And it's um and that's not a sort like a twist or turn or mm. or a tactic for you guys out there. It's which we were saying before we started. Yeah. It's, it's for you. Like, can you yeah. from your experience the importance of that? You committing first, you taking the leap of faith instead of me just pushing and trying to give you everything. Oh, it's 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 it's, it's a mindset thing because mm. it's here's the framework. I'm not going to do anything for you. I'll give you the tools, and this is something I used to talk to the girls at footy about when I was coaching. I'll give you all the tools I can give you to do the job yourself. Mm. But if I come to you and go, I'm going to go run for you, you, you achieve nothing. So here's the tools. Like for me, um, accountability is massive, um, framework's massive. So the fact that I can jump on an app every single day and I know what my workout is in advance, cool. Okay, well, I know what I need to achieve. Um, I, I really struggle with making decisions. You know, if I've got to go it alone and, and make, you know, I can pick out from 50,000 exercises, I'm going to pick none because I can't make a decision. So having all that framework in place and then go, okay, I've done the work and the, the next step is to actually have it uh, a group that we can interact with to say, hey, mate, well done. Mm. Or, hang on, I didn't quite meet what I wanted to meet. That's mm. all right, mate. Here's some ways we can help you. I think one of the guys on the, the roundtable on Wednesday, he um, he made a comment about he busted his ass that week and he was really disappointed because he'd done all the work and he'd done extras and he's like, I've only lost half a kilo or whatever it might be. And straight away, the other members, not, not the coaches, the other members jumped on and said, Mate, mate, think about it this way, you know, and gave him so many different um, avenues to, to, to change his outlook on the same result. The result didn't change, but his outlook on it, and, and he was still disappointed, but he also went, hey, guys, I, I see your point. Mm. I've done the work. So it might not be this week, it might not be next week, but that work is still um, valued and has value. So, yeah. Yeah. 
So okay. true. That's the big thing, isn't it? And I'll do an episode on this another day about the results. The results are true north, right? Mm. It's a compass you're aimed for, but it's actually, it's a moment, right? Yeah. That the big space we feel is the, the systems have this process, experiencing life yeah. and who you're becoming yeah. on that journey. The end, the end doesn't matter. It can change. Yeah, what I want, I thought I was going to have a gym until I was in my 50s. Here we are. I don't have one anymore. Well, you still might. I want to get RDM hubs, man. That will be sick. Yeah, that's that's but, um, yeah. yeah, so so true when I look at that, man, in, in what you're saying there and really, you know, having that support that we can't, I've tried, you can't save people. Yeah, if right. you end up drowning, like here's the boat. There's always a spot on the boat, right? But there's an oar as well. So we'll reach down, we'll pull you out of the water. You sit down mm-hmm. though, you start rowing as well. If I can get to work, and when we have that that framework, like you said, the frameworks there, it's it's showing that commitment, which is huge. It's it's for them. It's not a power play, not a hard ass. It's when they they walk through the door, man. What yeah. you did for me, it's almost a relief in the car. That's awesome, good because because naturally, from my mother, she's an amazing woman. I just it's, it's a love of wanting to help people so yeah. much. Yeah. I need to hold myself back. Mm-hmm. I need to get out of my own way because I'm on the phone to some of these guys. I'm like, it's changing life so much, but it's going to come from me. Yeah, that's right. It does, man. But yeah. um, but so far you've got that, and like, what else has changed? See, the thing is, I love working with facts, weight, kilos, all that sort of stuff. But then, with with a better set of facts, comes the feeling. Like, how, yeah. how are you now? I feel great. Uh, I really do. Um, and, and more so, I think for me, I'm actually creating targets now. Um, in the past, playing football it was always the next game, whatever it might be. But now, I'm, I'm sort of looking at doing a half marathon. I went mm-hmm. from, I guess, at the start of the year was I couldn't run five k's. And it was actually my brother. I, I I did, I think it was a 16 Ks and I did it in a really slow time. I had to walk all that sort of stuff. I rang him up and said, man, I'm so proud of myself. And he goes, is that, is that the time you did it in? And, I, and at the time I thought, fuck you. Um, and he didn't mean anything by it. And, and if you watch, it was like, oh, sorry, mate. But um, didn't mean anything by it. But it was also like, I did that in my sleep. Mm. So I'm like, fuck you, I'm going to prove you wrong. And then uh, within three weeks, I'm hitting 15 Ks without walking because I went every time that little voice in the head's now saying, no, no, I'm, I'm going to do this. Mm. So it's just, I guess, setting goals now. I, I actually am setting goals that I, I think I can achieve. And 12 months ago, someone said half marathon. Mm. Man, not if someone's chasing me. Mm. Um, so, and that that's good because it gives you a sense of purpose. But in terms of, I guess, the family and that sort of stuff, I feel, feel really good. And actually, even though I'm training for an hour a day most days, I've got more time because I'm not, I guess, pulling back into the cocoon where I'm watching TV, reading a book mm. and not engaging with my family. So, and, and not my kids jump in and, and have a workout with me. And, yeah, awesome. you know, it's good fun. It gives you, it sets an example. Hey, this is what we do um, rather than we sit on the lounge watching TV. So, mm. which um, is a big problem at the moment with yeah. kids and my kids in, in particular, they love their screen time. So mm. to pry them away from that and actually for them to, to choose to, to come outside and do stuff is, is fantastic. Mm. So funny, isn't it, man? We say you've got more time, and it's, it's never from a place of judgment, but from an observation. Like, if any of you guys out there contacted me and said, Yeah, it looks awesome, man. I don't have any time. Awesome, let me order today in your life, and I'll show you the time. Yeah, I'll show you where, man. Because for me, and it's nothing against TV, awesome, you know. Well, the only TV I really watch is girls' movies, yeah, yeah, <laughs> Disney yeah. movies, but um, Paw Patrol, yeah, Paw Patrol, <laughs> yeah, bloody bluey. And but it's oh man, you then can create more time when you shift your focus and prioritize. And like you said, you lose. Whether it's screen time on the phone or telling you, you lose hours every. Yeah. Even on the toilet, people want to go on the toilet, sit on their phone for fifteen minutes. You do that every single day. There's an hour and a half a day. It's like, wow, it's, it's crazy. Isn't I it? hope my wife's not watching uh, <laughs> this because she actually uh, would ping me on that. But well, actually, I remember one of my school teachers um, back at the time when I wasn't a great student. I, I stood up in class. He said, "Why well, haven't you done your assignment?" And I said, "It mattered in that time." 
And he made me stand there in front of the class and go through my schedule of, of mm. time. Mm. And I probably didn't appreciate the lesson for another 15 years. <laughs> but um, And for a kid with anxiety, that wasn't a great experience for yeah. me. But he, he made a point. He said, time's there if you want to make it. Um, you know, and you might have to sacrifice something for something else. And that, and that's the transaction that we're talking about beforehand. Life's just transactions. So you might have to sacrifice something, but you can, if you're passionate about it and committed to it, you'll find time. Mm. Uh, and, and if you can't, you'll do what you can. You know, mm. if you can't find half an hour, you find five minutes. You still achieve something. Whether it's not necessarily what you wanted to, um, it's still something. It's still a tick in the box rather than saying, well, I could have done something when I didn't. Yeah. It's, um, it's a big one, man. I'm going to write that down and share that with the boys. The time's there if you want to make it. So true, hey? <laughs> so true, man. And it's um, it's crazy what you can get done and how you, how you can really move yourself forward when you realise that, the value of it. And um, what would be the greatest thing so far, the greatest gift for you, man, or revelation or takeaway since you've joined RDF? Um, the group, the method, what we do. Like, what, I don't know, what's stand out? For me, I, I guess, um, and it's hard to pinpoint one because there's been a lot of revelations, but... Within a group, a sense of self, if that it's a bit sort of um, paradoxical, but the more I engage in the group, the more I, f- I feel a sense of my own self and, and achievements and saying, well, you know, yeah, I'm part of this group, but I'm also doing all of these things on my own, um, which is probably the way we do things in that, uh, I guess, that satellite experience where you're doing the work on your own a lot of the time, but you're also then feedback, feeding back into the group. So having that sense of self going, well, no one else is here pushing me along. I'm, I'm making the choice to do the work, but I'm also reaping the benefits from that. And, and I guess getting that confidence and the and the momentum through that um, is fantastic. And then once you have that sense, and it's probably only been the last few weeks, once I've got that confidence on myself saying, hey, I'm kicking goals here, I, I can now identify guys that might be struggling and go, hey, this is what I tried. Or, you know, they might need that little bit of support. And, and you can identify that and like, this, this is guys where I was three weeks ago or I was 12 months ago or whatever it may be and, and having a bit more perspective to help them out, you know, because now that there's a few runs on the board, yeah, you know, I'm not looking at it from the, the victim saying, I need to achieve this. Well, hang on, I've already achieved all these things. I've still got a lot more to achieve, but, um, you know, I've got that sense of place in, mm. in the group, which is awesome, and myself. Yeah, it's powerful, man, because then it just doesn't come from me. And I've got a big scope of power for you to from the message, but it's still one voice, man. Mm. You know? yeah. I say this to the fellas, like it's um, no one person's greater than RDM, including myself. And they've all got all of our dads, all of their membership numbers are all locked in. We've got our place. We do it in the order of the man, helping yeah. the man, the, t- the team, the tribe, um, as opposed to, you know, here you go, you're off on your own or just listen to what we, what mm. we say or what we tell you. There's three, but everyone has a voice, man. It's awesome. Um, yeah, and that's one thing for me. I think I'm, I've always been passionate about people. Um, in my last role for work, I was a production manager, so I had a lot of apprentices under me who I didn't actually – I wasn't trained in their field, but I, I spent a lot of time mentoring those guys um, and we set up programs and all that sort of stuff because I looked at these guys that were 15, 16, 17, 18 years old who they've got a job but they've got no idea. Mm-hmm. So just trying to – to spend time with them, um, mm. to give them a bit of perspective and, and through football, um, the same sort of thing because I'm really passionate about helping people. And, mm. and that was one thing uh, when yourself and Drew do these the videos for the group. Mm. Um, and, and a lot of time it's it's vulnerable as well. You talk about yourself and say, hey, I've been through these things. And as men, and we've what we spoke about, we don't open up very well. And it's all it's always been things that I've agreed with and I guess um, align with. But it's also 
it's good to see someone you, you look up to in a, in a way to to reflect those and you go, hey, this is someone that I'm, and you've got a, obviously a good scope to talk to a lot of people. Like, hey, this mm. is this is a message that I believe in that's now getting out to other people. And I'm like, this is, this is awesome. Mm. You know, I wish I had access to this when I was working with a lot of guys. And when in um, production environments, manufacturing, there's a lot of people that suffer from mental health issues. Mm. And we were a male-dominated um, industry, obviously. And we had guys that um, suffered from major anxiety, depression, all those sorts of things. And and if they had access to to the messages that we do, um, it would help them, you know. And, and I was lucky enough, or fortunate enough to um, to have a, a position where I could help them as much as I possibly could, even to the detriment of the business at times, which I won't tell the bosses about. But um, sometimes you need to take that hit as a business to to get good people. Um, and I'm really really passionate about that. I've seen a lot of people. Um, fall off the wagon in terms of their mental health through through no fault of anyone's but just they isolate themselves and there's no one there to, to check on them and and mm-hmm. um i guess help them through so i've been fortunate that i've had that opportunity um you know with our football club shout out to magpies again we'd all be we'd all be on blue day um yeah. every year and we actually do it with uh, the maitland saints and the alternate um because we actually lost one of our younger members um, a few years back um, mm-hmm. through suicide and it, he was um fantastic young guy had the world at his feet and he was you know there's always the guy that you think this guy's got everything going for him and he was the one and, and it makes you reflect and like you said hold a mirror up and say hey if this can happen to him because mm. he just kept it quiet and and i've been really lucky to have opportunities in my life to help guys like that and, and hopefully i will um in the future but i think i see this with with rdm is there's probably a lot of guys that if they didn't make that phone call where would they be? And myself included, you know, when I was a teenager, I suffered from really bad anxiety. So, and there were times where I had those dark thoughts and um, I was lucky enough, got a job in, in the football club to to have people around me without them even realising it, mm. what they were doing for me because they gave me a sense of um, a, a safe place to, to I guess, um, to be in. Mm. Where a lot of people don't have that, especially dads, um, you feel like the world's on your shoulders, you've got mm. nowhere to turn. So, and for us now in this group, the guy, you can just tell from some of the messages, guys, if they're a bit down, they get 15 messages straight away within five minutes. Mm. Hey, mate, pick up, you know. Yeah. And, and there's there's guys in the area who's like, oh, come on, come visit you. I'll come and, you know, we'll do a workout together, you know, whatever it might be, check in, whatever it might be. But mm. there's that support, whether you know you need it or not, it, mm. you're not isolated, which is huge with mental health. So, yeah. it's, um, everything sings out to me from that is uh, environment, isn't it? Yeah, 100%. <laughs> environment. It literally shapes and influences our perspective, you know, how we yeah. see things and um, spot on. And the environment we try and create, well, we do create, um, which is why we have the process. No one comes and signs up online. They come through through me. And now they've got to add value. It's funny, isn't it? It's like most like you, you, you're on the other side of someone who goes, the customer's always right or here's, here's a product and I'll do whatever you want to get. It's like, yeah. no, 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 what are you going to add? Like if someone said to me, what do I get for the money? I'm, I straight away say, well, what do I get for letting you into our group? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. simple man but, yeah. but when we do that we peel back the layers and we're, we're war and real I'm not claiming to be some sort of big fucking superman on the inside and when I do my work I'm the fucking man this is what I'm going to do this is what I'm doing in my life but I don't project that onto others in a way that's at a detriment of an expectation or superficiality it's it's the energy and being raw and real and transparent which I am every day yeah. with the boys because that that alone I reckon commands a high level of respect and rapport and then, like you said, before yeah. the guys see it, they like, resonate. I was like, yeah, I've been a bit like that or I was like that. Or, mm. It's powerful, man, because then you, know, you start to understand, maybe not the other person. Like, I won't ever understand what it's like to be Adam who's had kids at these ages and, and, and 
you know, I know what it feels like with the knee, that's for sure. But, but, it, but we also don't need to, man, as opposed to, okay, cool, but where are we now? Can we understand the frustration, some of the feeling? Of course, but we can also understand the power of the now and what we can do moving forward. Yeah, you know? yeah. I remember one of the first uh, roundtables I actually watched, I couldn't jump in, but one of the guys um, straight away put his hand up and said, I've, I've let myself down over the last, it was just straight up Christmas, obviously, so put let myself down, um, didn't do the work, feel like shit about it, blah, blah, blah. But he took ownership of it. And because he has that environment to say, well, you know, where a lot of times, myself included, we make excuses. Oh, it was tough for whatever, whatever it may be. We'd go, oh, mate, I've, I'll make all these excuses in the world. He didn't. He just went, you know what? I'm in a, I'm in a safe environment to, to say what I believe. And he said, no, I fucked up. I didn't do what I needed to do. I didn't do what – I'm disappointed in myself, but I'm going to make amends. I'm going to do the work. I'm going to get there. And straight away you think, hey, this guy's on. So he's, he's now changed something that he was disappointed in. Like, he's like, here's some action. Here's some – and that, that's what this group is like for me. It's, it's, it's action. It's, um, it's the, I guess, the permission – to, to fuck up, to make mistakes, to, to fall behind, have roadblocks, whatever it may be, but then also to pick yourself up where I think most of us in the past would just go, well, I haven't trained in two weeks, so I might as well make it four weeks. It's not going to make a difference. Mm. Whereas like now I haven't trained in two weeks, but I haven't trained for the next six months and that two weeks is a blip on the radar. Mm. So it's, it's just it's a huge mindset thing, huge. It's really, yeah, it's really interesting, isn't it? It's true, man. It's like... A- if you don't do that, then you're not exposing yourself to the fuck-ups, which is where the growth is. It's um, actually leadership, one of my bloody leadership is where courage meets growth through struggle. And it's, um, yeah, so true, man, because if you don't do that, you don't know, do you? Or you just, like you said, you settle, two weeks becomes four, and mm. instead of owning where we're at, move on. And you think about it, it's like, well, how many times did that happen in, in a month, let alone a year, let alone 10 years? Those little, yeah. well, they're probably 90-10s, but mm. 50-50s. Yeah, oh, man, that shapes who you are. Shapes the energy group. You know, you, you then progress or pass on to your children because that's their environment, right? No. Yeah, crazy, isn't it? All upstream, those little things. But uh, where to from here, man? Like, what's the plans for the rest of the year? Uh, rest of the year, like I said, half marathon. So that's um, around June. Mm. So I'm, I'm planning on doing a few little events, like building up, so 10ks and that sort of stuff. Um, around the traps just to, to get my mindset in. And and that's, I guess, the biggest aim at the moment in terms of my health because it gives me something to work towards. Um, but, yeah, spending a lot of time with kids. I think one of the big things, and we, we did the um, intentions, I want to try to get into a space where I can help people a bit more. So whether it's through a charity or whatever it may be, um, something outside of myself, outside of my family to, um, to find a way. I, like I said, I had that in my last uh, role. I don't have that now. I'm not working with... with um, staff members as much so just a way whether it's kids whether it's young adults something like that to, to get these young guys like i'm quite passionate about mental health so trying to find a way to to help people that might be struggling might not have a path um or they might have a path they just don't realize it um so something like that i'm, I'm, I'm not sure where that is or where that will lead me but that's mm. something i'm really passionate about so that's awesome yeah that's standing and um you know thanks for uh well Thanks for coming on board. Thanks for having me. Really um, enjoyed it. You know, it's, it's, it's unreal. I really appreciate you coming on. I mean, RDM. You know, it's, it's, it's a reciprocal yeah, thing, guys. It. You know, it's, yeah. um, it's, it's not going, hey, like I, I understand what you're saying that stuff, but it's also, well, I, it's, e- it's easier for me, man. Like I win. When the dads win, well, I win because yeah. I'm like, I think we're helping. Significance for me is seeing the other men. Wins are yours, man. Credit's yours. Victory's yours. But it's awesome, mate. And um, 
uh, crushing it in the group, mate. Should be proud Enjoying of yourself. Yeah, as really. as are me and dads, but it's awesome. That's what this is about, guys. It's funny. I started to think about it. I think I said that today on one of my calls with uh, one of the other dads who's um he's just joined up as well. Uh, Pete and I was like um. I said, this is actually like a leadership and performance program. <laughs> I just sort of laughed and I said it to him. It was like, I guess it kind of is, but it's well, it's so much more than that. But that's yeah. that they are some big byproducts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're performing in life, you're a producer in your life in, in family self and service, and you you lead. Don't about leading other people, that'll happen when you lead yourself, right? Yeah, that's right. But um, yeah. Thanks again for jumping jump no, on board, man. Thanks for having me. Awesome. Really um, hope you guys enjoy this and got some good value out of it. Um with uh, with our chat today with with Adam. Uh, look, yeah, if you ever need anything, please reach out, guys. Or if there's something specific you want us to talk about or touch on with some of our podcast episodes, please let us know. But other than that, enjoy whether you're watching uh, or listening. Take care, and we'll see you in the next episode soon. Cheers, guys. Thanks, guys.